Oh, my God. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Happy Hanukkah. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
So 
gane, suf gane, gane, suf gane, 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 yo. Suf gane, 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 suf gane, gane, suf gane, 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 yo. Suf gane, 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 suf gane, gane, suf gane, 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 yo. Suf gane, 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 suf gane, 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 yo. I have a little dreidel. I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay. When it's dry and ready, oh dreidel, I shall play. Oh dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. No matter how we fall, dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. We spin back up so tall. No, no. 
a light in the window that shines across the years. It's a light that can't be dimmed though. It may be blurred by tears. There's a light in the darkness that's lasted for so long. It's the light of the Torah and those who know her song. There's a light in the window that burns into the night. It's a light that can't be dimmed though. At times we may lose sight. There's a light when you're surrounded and you need some way to rise. It's the light within the children and the truth that's in their eyes. Shine on little candles, softly, softly glow.
JM in the AM. Happy Hanukkah. Freilich and Hanukkah. Chag Urim Sameach to everybody. On this JM in the AM Monday as we head back to school and back to work. For those who have school and work today. Apparently a lot of schools have given off Monday of Hanukkah. I wonder if it's like that around the world or just here in the U.S. of A. That I'm not sure. Uh, but welcome, everybody. Welcome to a Monday morning broadcast on this uh, December the 11th, day number 28 in the month of Kislev. Today is the fourth day of Hanukkah. And uh, tomorrow night, we'll begin a one-day Rosh Chodesh. Tomorrow night, Tuesday night, Wednesday, we'll begin a one-day Rosh Chodesh Teves. So welcome to a, a Monday. Welcome to the fourth day of Hanukkah. It was eight years ago last night that we presented the concert in Paris. It was the fourth night of Hanukkah, I remember. Wow. Hard to believe. Long time ago. Eight years ago. Pretty remarkable. Anyway, here we are on this fourth night of Hanukkah, or I should say fourth day of Hanukkah. I hope you've had a nice sampling of Sufganiyot. I will admit that I had uh, too much of a nice sampling of Sufganiyot. <laughs> Way too much, frankly. I really thought I'd be able to make it through the first few days of Hanukkah with some discipline in terms of the sufganiyot and the latkes and other treats, but dreidel cookies, dreidel cookies got me completely. Uh, nonetheless, I hope your uh, latkes have been delicious and your sufganiyot as well, and I hope your dreidel game has been going nicely. The dreidel tournaments that are going on out there, I hope, have been going well. And, uh, and as all of this is happening, as all of this is happening as we speak to you on a Monday morning, I hope you are keeping in mind those who are fighting in defense of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Since the IDF's invasion, 559 soldiers have been wounded, and every day we wake up to a list. We pray that it's not a long list. We pray it's not any list, but you get my point. Of those soldiers who've been... Uh, murdered by the enemy. And it is a... Um, it is a difficult time, as we know. And no one knows how long this war is going to go on. And the, um, the strategy and the political fallout and the um, comments that people have about the about the procedures that Israeli soldiers put the enemy through and so many other things seems to be uh, seem to be dominating the discussion about the war not the justification or the fact that it's a just war for Israel but their tactics in there their strategies, etc., seem to be coming under fire. At the same time, we've seen one of the um, testifiers at the United States House of Representatives congressional hearing, one of those who was questioned 
has resigned her post as president of the University of Pennsylvania. Now, it is interesting to note that she remains a tenured professor. She remains in office until she's replaced. If another ethnic group, I would argue, would have been the subject of the type of testimony that she delivered in Congress, I can't imagine that she would still be on the payroll of the University of Pennsylvania. I can't imagine it. But I guess people only care about Jews to an extent. Um, but it's something, to, uh, it's something to consider and to think about very seriously. How different it is that this resignation took place and she's still a tenured professor and she is still in the position of president until being replaced officially. And if this would have happened with any other ethnic group or any other type of special group, quote-unquote, in this country, never, ever would that have happened. Anyway, just thought I'd mention that. Thought I'd wake up on a Monday morning with that thought for everybody. Uh, It's Hanukkah, day number four. Big news for JM and the AM from now until the end of Hanukkah. Now until Friday... Uh, Any donation to our year-end campaign is being doubled by a very generous group of matchers who who are named by name on our website. If you go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, click the donate button and give generously because now every time you give, it is actually doubled. Our matchers are matching it. Uh, So again, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. That's unique for this week until Friday when Hanukkah ends. So please do it as soon as you can. And join those who've already given, but when they discovered, and this was amazing, I got to thank, there are a bunch of people I have to thank, actually. Um, I got to thank those who uh, have commented that when they discovered that this week everything's doubled, they gave more, which was really cool. Thank you fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. From the Silva Zemmer Boys Choir, Moe's Tour, There's a Light and Yavanim. You heard the New York Boys Choir with Moe's Tour. Matt Dub with Anachnu, Dreidel done by Afi Ko Man. Menachem Shukron's brand new Moe's Tour. Masecha Hashem is our Monday morning theme song with Mayor Sherman. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say... Good morning and happy Hanukkah and Chagurim Sameach and Afrelchen Hanukkah. Say the bracha of Matir Asurim with greater intent, with greater kavana, with greater concentration as we pray for our hostages to be released ASAP during this miraculous week of Hanukkah. Please, please, please continue to pray for our brothers and sisters. Continue to pray for the IDF and their soldiers and their safety as they go through all these operations in the Gaza Strip and other areas as well. And continue to pray for those who've been wounded. The list goes on and on and on. Continue to pray for those who've been wounded in this war, that they should have a speedy recovery. It had, the list just continues to go on and on and on, and we really hope and pray that our soldiers and civilians who've been uh, injured have speedy recoveries. Lots to remember during these times. Lots to remember. Let's make sure to do so. JM in the AM. It is a um, Monday morning broadcast. Hanukkah 5784. This is brand new. Arye Kunstler in the light. JM in the AM. Oh, and I wanted to mention, by the way, you know what? Before I get to this selection, I wanted to mention that we did leave the air. 
at about 6.04 this morning for about a minute. Uh, we thought we had perfected our system so that we would not have any more streaming drops. I apologize. Apparently, I was wrong, and it's something we may still have to deal with, God forbid, as time goes by. So uh, hopefully, uh, much, much fewer than, uh, uh, than um, hopefully, on, on the very few. So how do I put this? Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully, there'll be a minimum uh, the number of times we leave the air. Hopefully, it won't happen anymore. Hopefully, hopefully. We thought we had perfected the system. Uh, but that did happen early in the show. So if you were a little bit confused by all of that, uh, just explaining what happened here at JM in the AM. All right, more coming up. Arya Kunstler, brand new, In the Light, JM in the AM. I've been praying with my song through this night. It's been too long, but somehow there'll be light at the end. Through the alleys in the dark and the shadows of my heart, waiting for the fire to descend. Shining bright, shining bright, feel the light and embrace your soul. Shining bright, shining bright, feel the light come and make you whole. In the light, in the light, in the light of the sun we shine Stay away, stay away, stay away from the darkness of night In the light, in the light, in the light of the sun we shine As we pray with the purest of Trying to stay pure in this harsh and crazy world But it ain't always easy to achieve But with a new day just begun And the rising of the sun Radiating lights guiding me Shining bright, shining bright Feel the light, embrace your soul Shining bright, shining bright Feel the light come and make you whole in the light, in the light, in the light of the sun we shine. Stay away, stay away, stay away from the darkness of night. Stay away, stay away, stay away 
History of ages, history unfolds. One people, the unlikeliest of stories ever told. Tiniest of nations, casting light into the dark. Empires have risen, empires they fall. They wield their might against us, but we move on through it all. A lighthouse in the storm. It has always been the same On and on it goes But the fire only grows Through the ages, through the years Through the pain and through the tears We'll persevere, we'll carry on I'm Israel, I'm dying
J.M. in the A.M. We're still here. I'm Yisrael Chai. It's done by the Maccabees. Great brand new selection here at J.M. in the A.M. No denying that. Chasov done by Roy Yadid. Ari Fraser's Alanisim in the light. That's brand new Aryeh Kunstler. And this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world of web and AlchemSingle.com and the AlchemSingle Network. And of course, on the beloved NSN app. I want to thank those who've been donating to our campaign. Remember, everything that's donated now, this week, Hanukkah week is matched. We have a very distinguished list of matchers, which is on the website. You can check it out. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Thank you to Molly Fish, a total of $236, with thanks to your dedication to Claw Yusrael. Much appreciated. Joseph and Carol Shalevitz, kudos to Nachum, Rabbi Yudin and Malcolm Honline for all they do for us. Thank you. Anonymous, 100 plus 8. Rebecca Lewin, 100. Arthur Adler, 108. Charlotte Crewman, 36. Barack Greenfield, that gets doubled to 720. Thank you. And the Barack is among those who will be receiving the um, autographed copy of my book, Please God, coming out in March. Linda Allen, uh, with a $200 donation, says, We already donated on the first day of the marathon, but want you to take advantage of the matching donations. Continue to shine a light throughout the world on Hanukkah and every day. May we have Surota vote, Linda and Elliot Allen. Thank you. That was an unbelievable donation when I saw that, that someone who's already given gave more because they know that what, what they're giving now is being doubled this week during Hanukkah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Carrie and Josh Levine, who gave 20 times high, becomes 40 times high, 720 uh, because of the match during Hanukkah. So please, if you haven't given yet to our campaign for the year-end uh, campaign, remember, it is a uh, literally a matching campaign during the holiday of Hanukkah. Now through Friday, everything that's donated gets matched, and that is a tremendous advantage for us. Please make sure to spread the word and help us get to our goals. We're just a drop behind. We wanted we wanted to be at 50,000 on Friday. We're at 46,954. Not bad. That is not and, and that could be made up, you know, in an instant. So not bad. We are we are on pace and this week with the third of the five Fridays in December coming up, the final day of Hanukkah. I'm hoping we'll get to our next goal, please God. So keep it coming, folks, and thanks so much for all your help and all your support. We are heading to Israel. There will be broadcasts from Israel beginning a week from Wednesday. A week from Wednesday is when that starts, right here at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio around the world of web and AlchemSegal.com and the AlchemSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Did I do that already? I don't know. Sometimes I end up doing two IDs at the top of the hour. 
It happens. I don't know. <laughs> what can I tell you? Things like that happen in the world of radio. Very hard to explain. Very hard to explain. You don't remember what you've done one minute to the next. What can I tell you? Let's keep our brothers and sisters in mind. Our hostages, our soldiers. Let's keep them in mind as we get to have this amazing opportunity to celebrate Hanukkah in freedom. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. Galay Tzal, Mirushalayim, Masha'a 2. Shalom Rav, Baulpan, Yuli Rubinstein, in Masha'a Akshav. Matach Kaved, Shugar Basoraim, Lever Gushdan, Vashfela. Yishno Patsua Kal, Beholon. Medaver Katavenu Betel Aviv, Galjerasi. שש רקטות נורו לעבר גוש דן והשפלה, חמש מהן יורטו, נזק רב נגרם לבניין ולמכוניות בעקבות נפילה בחולון, צוותי מגן דוד אדום פינו גבר כבן 40 לבית החולים וולפסון לאחר שנפגע מרסיס ברגלו, מצבו כעת מוגדר קל. באירוע נוסף בחולון, רסיסים פגעו ברכב חונה שעלה באש, אין נפגעים באירוע. בראשון לציון זוהו כמה רסיסים שנפלו ברחוב, גם שם ללא נפגעים. הותרו לפרסום שמותיהם של שלושה חללי צה"ל מחטיבה חמש שנפלו אתמול בהיתקלות עם מחבלים בחאן יונס. רב סרן במילואים רומן ברונשטיין, בן 46 מבת ים, סרן במילואים אליה ינובסקי, בן 24 מירושלים, רב סמל ראשון במילואים ארי יחיאל זנילמן, בן 32 מירושלים. יהי זכרם ברוך. באותה התקרית נפלו גם אביתר כהן, בן 42 מכפר סבא, ורב סמל מתקדם במילואים איתי פרי, בן 36 ממודיעין, שמובא בשעה זו למנוחות בבית העלמין בעירו. אנוג שילן, חברו של איתי, ספד לו אצל אמיר איבגי. איתי, מוזר להגיד היה, היה אלוף, יום, יום בלעדיו בצוות, זה משמעותית... מורגש החסר, קשה להגיד, אבל חשוב, אני חושב שחשוב שחברינו שם ממשיכים להילחם ולשמור עלינו, נתאחד ונעשה לו הרבה כבוד ונעשה את זה כמו שאיתי רוצה. רב סרן במילואים יותם, מפקד מכלול סיירת נחל שנמצא בצפון הרצועה, מספר ביומן הצהריים, אין אירוע שלוחמינו נתקלו בו ולא ניצחו. אנחנו נתקלים ב... אויב אכזרי שמשתמש באוכלוסייה האזרחית כמגן אנושי לכל דבר ועניין. אנחנו נכונים להמשך הקרבות. הלוחמים נלחמים בגבורה, ואין אירוע שבו נתקלו לוחמינו ולא ניצחו. אנחנו מודעים גם לאבדות ויודעים שזה חלק מהלחימה, ואנחנו נכונים להמשיך ולהילחם ולשנות את הסיטואציה שבה אזרחי מדינת ישראל מודאגים או הולכים לישון בפחד. סוכנות הידיעות הרוסית מדווחת כי סגן שר החוץ הרוסי בוגדנוב שוחח עם נציגי חמאס ודרש לשחרר את החטופים בעזה. השיחה מגיעה יממה לאחר שיחה של ראש הממשלה נתניהו ונשיא רוסיה פוטין. ידיעה שמסרה כתבתנו כרמל אייל. לידיעת הציבור, תנועת רכבת ישראל מירושלים לתל אביב הופסקה זמנית. כמו כן, תנועת הרכבות מתחנת לוד לתכונות תל אביב הופסקה גם היא. בנוסף, ישנם שיבושים רבים בתנועת הרכבות באזור המרכז. מרכבת ישראל נמסר כי שיבושים נובעים מרכבת תחזוקה שנתקעה על המסילות באזור גנות, ותנועת הרכבות תחזור לסדרה כשהרכבת תחולץ. מזג האוויר ללא שינוי ניכר בטמפרטורות, עדיין צפויים ממטרים מקומיים, בעיקר בערבה ובדרום הנגב. קיים חשש משיטפונות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
kiss with fire on my lips and hope that the words sing true. In a moment, surrounded by the darkness, I know I can fall on you. I utter this with fire on my lips and hope that the words sing true. Sour cream, uh, uh. Cause baby, now we got bad luck. 
every night and they gleam. I know I'm gonna eat fried foods and they'll taste divine. Getting ready for it. Proud to be a Jew. Our pride is strong and true. I'm so proud to be a Jew. I'm so proud to be a Jew. We'll never back down. We're Jewish and proud. And I'm just like. We'll never be stopped. So, like it or not, we're sticking around. We're free. Guys, thanks to God we are free. It's peace time. Now we've beaten the Greeks. Our enemies, they were relentless and they thought they broke us in. Was so exalting our defeating evil Antiochus. Like us on potatoes, like us on the bomb, like us must be seasoned with care before we eat them. Like us going If you wind up with the hay, you get half the total pay. But if you spin yeah. a little gimmel, then you take, take, take. Yeah, oh! Yeah, 
can we do but make a change? JM in the AM. Monday morning. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. I am told that a lot of schools have off today, at least in the United States. I don't know what's going on in other parts of the world. But apparently it's a popular off day for a lot of schools in our community. So if you are, in fact, off today, enjoy. Rafi Schmidman, Zimesh Gachech, live to give. Ari Goldwag, good message, especially since everything you give right now at fjbunity.org is being matched, is being doubled. Everything you give right now is being doubled during the week of Hanukkah. Give and give generously to our year-end campaign, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. 613 with uh, Era Lucian. Zusha had Don't Leave Me on My Own. That's brand new. Waiting for Hanukkah, brand new with Naftali Blumenthal. And Ellie Marcus, brand new with Chasof. Here at JM in the AM, my gosh, we are just filling your morning with music, as is our uh, habit. We have this incredible habit of filling people's morning with music, or maybe your afternoon, depending on where you are on this globe. Yeah, could be the afternoon. Anyway, it's the fourth day of Hanukkah. Thanks for joining us on this 11th day of December, day number 28 in the month of Kislev. Rosh Chodesh, a one-day Rosh Chodesh, begins tomorrow night. It'll be a Wednesday Rosh Chodesh Teves, and I thank all of you for tuning in. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. My thanks to Avrami for sitting in yesterday for Matis, who was off for Hanukkah weekend. And a big thank you, of course, to Avrami. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Ray Benji Kramer is going to be on. We call it Meir Milim. And uh, today he's going to pay uh, special attention, if you will, to Nishbere Lev, the, um, the root Shin Bet Reish. Shin Bet Reish. That'll be right, Benji Kramer, at 9 o'clock Eastern time, right after JM and the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. Hey, I got a note from listener Cena. Happy, happy birthday to my delicious grandson, Aryeh Leib Gifter of Staten Island, who's six years old today. Arye Leib, you're such a special pre-1A Yingle. I'm so happy I'm getting to spend some time with you over Hanukkah. And a huge birthday shout-out to Arye Leib's Tati. My numero uno son-in-law, Rabbi Yaakov Gifter, will celebrate a birthday Tuesday. 
He will not say what number. <laughs> Yaakov, I wish you good health and abundance luck on all your work. And as I always say, thank you so much for all the nachas. I can never have enough. With much love from Bubs, a.k.a. that listener Sino. Yeah, she's listener Sino, all right. Taking full advantage of the uh, birthday wish a custom that we have here at JM and the We love wishing people a happy birthday. And if you're celebrating a birthday during Hanukkah, happy birthday to you from all of us here at JM in the AM. Monday morning broadcast. Let me see if our Goldwasser's all set for us. Um, I uh, don't think so. Am I right or wrong? Ah, here he is. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav, Zevner Bosovalevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basri Bosovalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. The Imreyemis comments that the Chashmonoim found the one cruise of oil, Shemen Zayasoch, pure olive oil, that had been hidden with the Chasima, with the seal of the Kohen Gadol. The question is asked, why was that particular Pach Shemen, that cruise of oil, why was it hidden? The answer is astounding, because one time years before, when the Kohen Gadol was filling up the various cruises of oil, in one Pach Shemen, it took eight times the normal amount of oil. He realized that this concentration of oil must signify something very special. He took it and buried it. He hid it because he knew that it would be needed in the future. That is the Pach Shemen that was found in the days of Chashmonoim. This was considered to be a great sign that the Shechina HaKadosha, that the Divine Presence was together with Klal Yisrael. Similarly, when Moshe Rabbeinu saw the snare, the snare, the bush was burning. However, it was not consumed. That was a simon, that the Shechina is there, that Hashem is together with Klal Yisrael. A week ago, one day, there was very heavy fighting in Aza. The IDF, Tzva Haganali Yisrael, was under heavy fire. Miraculously, they were successful in fighting off the enemy. At the end of the day, it was difficult. The soldiers had been through a lot. One soldier was walking back, and he noticed something in the middle of the road in the dirt. It seemed to be shining in the light of the sunset. The soldier bent down to inspect it and saw that it was the cover of a mezuzah in the shape of a pach shemen, of a kuz of oil. The chayal picked up the precious object in his hand. He looked at it and began to cry. It is certainly a simon that the Shechina HaKadosha is together with Klau Yisrael, and that the IDF will be Menatzeach, they will be successful in their mission and will soon return home safe and sound, and that each and every hostage will return to their homes safe and sound. Bekarov, Bekarov. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. May we hear Bisuros Tavos, Yeshuas, Venechomos. 
in the AM with uh, Daniel Burstein, brand new Yvonim. Monday morning, Hanukkah morning, JM in the AM. Fourth day of Hanukkah, 5784. Tufshin paid Dalad. Rosh Chodesh tomorrow night, a one day Rosh Chodesh Teves coming up on Wednesday. Rosh Chodesh will begin tomorrow night. Our shows from Israel begin a week from tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah, a week from, no, a week from Wednesday. A week from Wednesday, uh, we begin our uh, programming from Israel. Again, that'll be a week from Wednesday. And um, our year-end campaign has gotten a massive, massive boost uh, with the generosity, and the list is online. You can look at it, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, with the uh, generosity of our matching donors, our matchers, Anything this week during Hanukkah that you give to fjbunity.org, anything you give to our year-end campaign is doubled. So when uh, Linda Allen decided to give an additional pledge, which again I thank her and uh, Elliot for, um, the $100 became $200. Your $1,000 can become 2000 your 3600 could become 7200 I mean, we're talking about a massive jump in each individual donation um, every time you uh, give to fjbunity.org during the holiday of Hanukkah. So please, keep our matchers on their toes. Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> keep them hopping <laughs> with a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, activity. Make them, uh, make them continue to match and match and match. Go to fjbunity.org, and I thank you. JM and the AM, keep our brothers and sisters in Israel in mind, our IDF soldiers, those hostages that do not have the opportunity to celebrate Hanukkah in freedom, our brothers and sisters who are being held by the enemy. It is difficult not to um, remember them during a week that we experience all this amazing joy with our families and fun with our, uh, with our classmates and colleagues. It's tempered a bit by the fact that our brothers and sisters are being held by the enemy. And let's keep them in mind. Uh, at the same time, we are unfortunately, it seems on a daily basis, losing IDF soldiers. Families are suffering. Funerals in Shiva are taking place. Let us remember the soldiers. Let us pray for those who are defending Israel and defending the Jewish people. Very important to keep in mind as we celebrate this amazing holiday of miracles. This is a week of miracles. Let's continue to pray for the absolute miracle for our times. that Our hostages are released immediately. Bakery Guy has just uh, checked in via the app. I don't think I've seen a Bakery Guy reference in a long time. And this is the week. This is, hey, Bakery Guy, are you on Grand Street? I know sometimes you are on Grand Street. This is the week because I'm on Grand Street today. This is the week if Bakery Guy has an extra box of donuts, we'll take it off of his hands. Oh, yes, we certainly will. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that our friends at Art Scroll have a daily special each and every day of the holiday of Hanukkah. 40% off 
40% off on eight daily specials. That's pretty amazing. Uh, the fourth day, which is today, has a uh, pretty amazing deal. The Zucker Edition Hebrew Chumash Mikros Gedolos Pocket Size. It is normally $135. It is now $80.99. The Zucker Edition Hebrew Chumash Mikros Gedolos Midsize Slip Cased Set is normally $160. Today, $95.99. Go to artsgirl.com. Check out all their daily specials. They have incredible deals each and every day of Hanukkah. Again, go to artsgirl.com and make sure to follow the rule. You know the rule. Every time you... uh, Shop at artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Simple as that. They also have a, a bunch of brand new titles, including some of the ones we featured here on the air last week. And um, make sure to get your major discount and your free shipping by using promo code radio at artscroll.com. Oh, yes. More coming up. It's Aton Cats at JM in the AM.
אני מאמין באמונה שלמה in the AM with Avi Peretz and Ani Mamin. That's a brand new one. Thanks for tuning in. Monday morning, Chanukah, day number four here at JM in the AM as we uh, celebrate Chanukah 5784 with our brothers and sisters in Israel in mind. Our hostages, we pray they come home. This would be the week, the week of miracles, please. And of course, we pray for our IDF soldiers who are watching over all of us protecting, I should say, all of us. He is watching over all of us, but they are protecting all of us, as we know. And um, what can I say? It's a a habit already. We wake up in the morning and and hear 
which soldiers have become a korbanot, have become sacrifices for the cause. We hear about injuries, those who are wounded. Let's pray for those who are wounded, civilians and soldiers. It's a lot to pray for these days, that's for sure. JM and the AM, good morning. A reminder that um, our fundraiser, our year-end fundraiser to keep our programming going and remind and remember we're going to be in Israel a week from Wednesday. And you know how important our Israel programming is to everybody out there who's tuned in. Give what you can this week because our generous matchers, all of whom are recognized on our on our page, fjbunity.org, our generous matchers are matching anything that comes in during the holiday of Hanukkah this week. So if you've had a desire, if you've had an inclination to help us out, do so now. fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. A thank you to the Fryman Foundation, a donation that was supposed to be $1,000, but now with the match, it's a $2,000 donation. Thank you to Ruth Berkovitz and to Susan and Erwin Lieberman. Their $54 donations are now $108 donations because of the match. And I can proudly say that even though we're a drop behind schedule, because I really wanted to be at 50000 at the end of Friday's show, we are over 49000 at this point uh, with a legitimate shot to get to 50000 in the next few minutes with all the matchers. Um, so please make it happen for us. And if you're going to give, give during the holiday of Hanukkah because everything you're giving during Hanukkah is being matched. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world. The web and AlchemSiegel.com on the AlchemSiegel network. And of course on the beloved NSN app. Lebanon, Bel Ad, Mitzah, 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 Mit
Let's do it. 
in the AM. Itai David, a song entitled Yerushalayim. The Tzahal selection from Avremi Roth. And boy, is that appropriate for the conversation we're about to have. We've been highlighting over the last uh, two months some of the incredible efforts, some of the amazing organizations that have been uh, really stepping Stepping forward and uh, making the possibility of supporting our soldiers in Israel a priority. And uh, there are some amazing efforts and there's some incredible organizations, some of which have a proven track record of significance that have really been uh, at the top of their game during this uh, current war. We were made aware of a, a website and an organization entitled Soldiers Save Lives. In fact, you can go right now to the website, Soldiers SaveLives.org. Again, soldiers, plural, save, singular, lives, plural, dot org. Uh, it's Soldiers Save Lives, Gear Saves Soldiers, and we'll explain all that, although it might be obvious to some of you what they're trying to do. It's done in memory of David Newman, who um, was one of the many, many victims of October 7th of Shemini Atzeres Simchas Torah. And we have two very special guests in our studio this morning. Um... Ike Bodner is here, and David Ghani is here. And they are representing, as I said, quite a group of people that are completely dedicated to doing what they can for the soldiers that are in Gaza, the soldiers that are on the front, the soldiers that are in need of equipment, and so many other things. Ike Bodner, welcome to JM in the AM. Thanks for having us. And David Ghani, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you for having us. Are you both here from Israel, or are you... Yeah. Yes, sir. You literally landed like a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And you're here specifically because of what I just told our listeners about, because this effort's got to be funded? Yeah, we're fundraising and we're educating the community. Right. And both of you are permanent residents of Israel at this point? Yes. Yeah. yes. Where do you live? What cities? My wife and I just moved to uh, Northeast <laughs> Tel Aviv. Wow. Not, oh, I hear that that's a bustling area, to say the least. It's not boring. It's not boring at all. <laughs> no, I hear, it. I hear it's an amazing community, frankly. And you are in? I live in Bayam. Uh, I, live, I lived actually with David. Uh, he lived with us before he passed. Uh, and this whole organization's in his memory. And uh, live right on the, right the coast, thank God. And uh, it, was, 
It was very interesting. He came back from India and uh, Sri Lanka, and he, he kind of needed a place to stay. Uh, and when he, <coughs> when he got back, he actually arrived the day that we started, we were moving into that apartment, and David, just being the person that he was, uh, just jumped in, and he was a big guy, big, strong guy, built like a linebacker, and we needed help moving, and he started just picking up furniture and just helping us move it to, to our new place, and then, then he came to us, and he said, guys, I need, I, need a, you know, I need a place to stay for a few weeks. Can I crash on your couch? And so... <laughs> You know, we were worried about how we were going to feed him. But outside of that, we were like, absolutely, jump in. Where, where is he from originally? David was born in Israel. Uh, he was born in the old city in Jerusalem. Uh, and we all met, Ike here and David and some of our other friends that uh, helped found this organization. We all met in high school uh, in Jerusalem. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what do we know about what happened to him specifically that day? Do we have any details yeah, so about what his last day was like? Yes, yeah, so it was a very it was a very harrowing day. Uh, it was you know October seventh. I think for a lot of people was sure. was a day that uh, their lives changed. Um, myself, uh, I woke up that morning. I had seen David the previous night. He was getting ready to go um, to a party. We didn't know what party it was at the time, but uh, he you know I saw him, and one of the last things I told him um, was I made fun of his outfit. You know, just being a friend, being a guy, just razzing him. Um, and he went out with his girlfriend, and they went out to the party. And the next morning, I I woke up to sirens, like many others, at 6 in the morning. Um, and my room happens to be the bomb shelter uh, room, which is a weird thing to say. but In that apartment. Yeah. But every home, yeah. uh, for some people who might not know, every home in Israel has a bomb shelter, which is honestly an insane statement. We just have become so normalized to it. Um, but... Because we're so normalized to it, when those sirens went off, I didn't even, my first reaction was, all right, let's go back to sleep, because we really do get that. At least once a year, we get rockets. It's too normal, right? It's too normal. And after I went, after I did go back to sleep, and I woke back up, um, you know, I woke up to the headlines that many saw that day, uh, really just insane stuff of bases being taken over, um, of police stations being... How far is Nova from your apartment? Nova is fairly far from my apartment, um, probably about... So he traveled, he traveled drive, quite a while to get there. Yeah, yeah. He, Among he, how many other people? How many people were at this festival? Like, was it in the thousands? Thousands. Or, there were yeah. thousands of people. It was a very there. large festival. And when we saw these headlines, one of the first things that uh, one of my friends, one of our co-founders, co uh, our CEO, Baruch Apostorf, did is he sent a message to David and he said, I hope you're not down south. Right. And David responded, something terrible has happened. Pray for me. Uh, and that was the last message that we got from him. Right. And any details after that? I'm asking only because yeah. we know certain people were shot at and, and murdered. Others were hiding and were hit by grenades and so many other scenarios. Do we know what happened to him? Yes. Yeah, so we at the time knew nothing. Um, uh, but we later found out from his girlfriend who was there uh, with him, who survived uh, exactly how it went down uh, and what happened. And David, um, David was the type of person who... I want to put it this way. I think every viewer who's listening or every, every listener who's listening, uh, especially guys, know this. You've all had a situation where you were kind of sitting in your home daydreaming and you imagine an intruder breaking into your home and then you, you kind of just imagine how you take them out. Mm -hmm. I think every guy has done this to some extent. <laughs> They've had this little weird daydream. Um, when David was confronted with his own daydream of, so to speak, not really a daydream, but when that, when that, when that thing happened and became a reality... He did not. 
he did not shy away from what we all imagine ourselves to be doing. Uh, there are close he, to he went after people. the enemy. There are close to 300 people who are alive today because of David. Um, he was up front making sure that he knew exactly where the enemy was and telling people and what to do, when to hide, when to be quiet, when to run. He was literally at the front, and that was one of the reasons he was, he was, he was shot first, because mm-hmm. he was making sure that everyone behind him, including his girlfriend, and everyone that he was telling what to do about where to go and what to do, um, was safe. Um, that what that was ha- who he was. What had happened was that you know, him and his girlfriend start running towards the car, not entirely sure what was happening. And a police officer was running the opposite direction. He was yelling, if you go there, you're going to die. You either follow me or die. So they turned around. Okay, we know who to trust now. They start running, and you know everyone is starting to fall around them. They start seeing everyone just drop. And so they're running. It's complete chaos. It's panic. They run. They run for kilometers. David sees two large you know, industrial garbages, the same you would see outside of any construction site, and says, okay, let's get in. Now, David being our big guy, our big boy, um, like we said, built like a linebacker, um, just started tossing people in there, you know, just literally picking people up, throwing them in, saying, hide, get under the garbage. He would go in, wait a couple minutes, see the coast is clear, come out, find more people, put them in the garbage. There were two of these dumpsters. After hours of waiting, these terrorists, these murderers, threw a grenade into the right garbage, killing everyone there, and then indiscriminately just shot into the other garbage. Um, what had happened was that David had, at that just before that happened, walked out after waiting for hours, thinking it was quiet, thinking, okay, I'm going to be that guy who goes and finds help. Gets out of the garbage, takes a couple steps, gets shot. His girlfriend, Noam, hears his last breath. How long did it take to have a funeral for him? So on the 7th, on Saturday, a group had gone down, including our CEO and our president, to save David. On Sunday, they went down to find David. And on Monday, we shipped out our first cargo load. On Tuesday, it landed. On Wednesday, we had David's funeral. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, Ike Bodner and David Ghani are in our studio. They are from SoldiersSaveLives.org. This entire organization was founded in memory of David Newman, who we were just discussing. We were discussing his life and his fate uh, moments ago. Um, so I assume, just to put things in perspective from 6,000 miles away, because you can imagine that you guys are a lot better informed about details of October 7th than we are, uh, the car that they traveled in, I assume, was one of those abandoned, destroyed cars eventually, right along the side of the road. that we Correct. Kept. That's where they started, it sounds like, based on the story. And then, as you said, as they were running away, uh, the enemy pursued them and unfortunately caught up to them and the others who were with them. And uh, as you described, he saved many, and some of whom were there, obviously, on that spot, were killed by the grenade. Um, the, the whole thing is unimaginable. Even if, even you, who live in Israel, it's unimaginable, the whole thing. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, was David an officer or a, uh, a soldier, or did he serve in the army at all? David, yeah, he served in the army. He was in the uh, Golani Brigade. Oh, um, and... He actually, it's remarkable because David did not initially, David did not initially draft into a into the combat unit, which is Golani unit. Uh, he was initially put into another unit, but David wanted to draft so badly that he, uh, or rather he wanted to be a combat soldier so badly and give back in that way that he ended up signing extra time and basically restarting his service halfway through, about a year and a half into his service, where so many people would feel 
I'm almost done. I got a year left to my mandatory service that I have to do in the IDF. David said, no, I'm going to start from the beginning. And he started training at about a year and a half in and basically just so that he could fulfill his dream of being a combat soldier so he could give back to his country. We could use someone like him in Gaza today, no? We definitely could. I think he's inspired a good couple people. Yeah, Yeah. That's probably true. What's interesting about your organization, and we're going to get into details in a minute because one of the things we do here is try to encourage people to donate to good causes, and I'm hoping that people will respond. But it looks like you have a, for, for an organization that started two months ago, it looks like you have a very large group of people who are dedicated to this cause. Seriously, like you have an infrastructure that's been established over the last few weeks that's really significant. Am I right about that? Yeah, um, and I think I can speak a little bit more to that, but what I will say is this, watching this happen and watching all of this come together has been, this is a war of the people. We're watching right now, literally people across the entire globe, Jews, even non-Jews, people just coming together to see that there's an injustice that's happening. We need to do something about it. And the response has been overwhelming. This is not just us. I wish I could just say that myself and my friends are so amazing and we put this together quickly and and look at what we did. Not even close. So there's some beyond your immediate circle who are part of this? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I'll tell you, the Jewish yeah. people are amazing. Yeah, I think Mikey should tell you a little bit. Mikey, go ahead. I mean, it started the way it started was that you know we felt helpless. We were doing what we could, and Bucky, uh, Bucky came back from searching for David's body on Sunday and said, "Okay, listen, I'm I'm tired. Of this this is not. We're not sitting down. We're not wasting time. Let's open a WhatsApp group called Let's Do Something. I see my name pop up. Didn't really check it. I'm in the middle of running around in the chaos, doing my own thing, taking care of my own family, my own community. He gives me a call. He says, "Listen." We're going to fly stuff from America. I need a law, which is quite a request. I mean, I'm 25 years old. I did go to the Air Force. I do work in aviation and tech, but that's random. It's 1 a.m. <laughs> I call my landlord, and I say, listen, Rowie, I know you answered, so I know you're not in war, and I know you are You got two minutes. Talk to Bucky. I know you don't know him, but you trust me. We're going to be shipping stuff in. Just listen to him. I need you to get me the CEO of LL Cargo. He says, great, cool, fantastic. Ten minutes later, Bucky says, all right, we got cargo. What are we doing? Okay. Uh, he says Monday morning. I mean, tomorrow morning. Uh, Literally, because you said even before the funeral, you were already shipping stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't wait. I'm not waiting. All right. so that's the, you know, what the, was in the first shipment? Like, what type of stuff? Because I know what people are looking for today, and you'll tell us what people are looking for today. But what was the first immediate need that you thought, you know what? Let's start with this. Thermals, winter gear, batteries, portable chargers. I mean, we already knew because we essentially we had a list that we had sent to my mom uh, from a soldier. From a soldier who was and one of the she's roommates. she's based here. She's based in Woodmere. We said, Ma, clear out the garage. Within 20 minutes, that was no longer relevant. The right. entire house was covered in volunteers and people dropping off. I mean, this community is incredible. The people here, like David is saying, is that the nation rose up. Yeah. The nation said, let's do something. And one of the fears that we have on this side of the world, frankly, is that everything gets to where it's supposed to get to. That's one of the good things about having your infrastructure mm-hmm set up the way it is because literally i'm assuming you'll tell me if i'm wrong but i'm assuming that people literally meet somebody at the airport right i would guess and take everything that comes in and and bring it immediately to where it has to go am i right about that so at the scale that we work at it has to go through the proper channels it Uh, it can't be it can't be individual it's got to be cargo right yeah it's cargo it goes on freight aircraft we'll we'll charter a full plane if we need to and we have and it has to go through the proper channels within the Israeli customs system. Right. We have to sign on everything. They review everything. Has anything been held up or it's all been distributed? At this point, everything's, been, everything's gone out. That's great. It's all uh, been sometimes distributed. Sometimes you get a delay of a certain package, right? And we right. have an entire logistics operation. We have a head of logistics for that. And she's incredible. She's actually finishing her master's degree at Hebrew U at the same time. I mean, she's one of a kind. And that's, that's just somebody who came in and said, I want to help and took up the cause. She does it. She studies biology. 
and gene editing. She doesn't do any of this in her regular life, but she's changed her life to do this, and she's just picked up, you know, and, and ran, ran with it. Are the needs any different today? I mean, what you described so. are, are, are real necessities. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've told the story on the air where I happened to fall into an opportunity to bring combat helmets to Israel. It was a, a, a total fluke, frankly, but, but God obviously gave me that privilege. Uh, tell me some of the equipment that, you know, today is, is necessary for soldiers in Gaza and on the front. So the general items that are obviously the most important are going to be those helmets and those plates, which we have a fund uh, that we've built with some of our backers, some of our donors, to purchase from directly Israeli sources. Because we don't want to deal with any unverified sources. So where the army would get it from, that's where you're getting it from. We work with the Ministry of Defense. We work with the Shabak, the Israeli FBI, in order to verify their vendors and then just make purchases for them. I don't need to pick it up. I just need to coordinate with the unit who's going to pick it up. And then we just pay for it. Now, at the same time, when it comes to what the states can do, what the allies here can do, we're not focused on the challenges that come with that kind of equipment here right. we want to focus on p- keeping people out of hypothermia and making sure that they're not sick during this right. war make sure that they stay warm we've gotten huge donations from manufacturers and you know developers and sellers of socks thermals gloves winter boots parkas, winter boots, tents, parkas. cots i mean you you're, i'm sure everyone's seen the videos of people soldiers in tents 20 people in a tent with beds that they have a well building up under them because the rain is coming through their tent. What is the weather in Gaza right now? So Gaza and the north are very different. Gaza and the north are very different. There is a thunderstorm happens to be, uh, I just saw a video of a thunderstorm uh, in Israel. I don't know exactly day-to-day what Gaza is going to look like, but I know that the north is wet. I know that it's very wet and cold. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, we're speaking to Ike Bodner and David Ghani. They are both here from Israel. They are trying to save lives and save soldiers by providing the gear necessary uh, and as you heard, the entire effort is in memory of David Newman. And uh, everybody out there has an opportunity to just give them a donation and they will take care of the rest. It's as simple as that. Here's the website, soldierssavelives.org. Again, soldierssavelives.org. And um, everybody out there has a, uh, an opportunity to, to give and give generously and let them handle the rest. How has the, uh, have, you've been here only a few days, right? You've been here a few days? Correct. Yeah. How has the reception been in different communities that you've spoken to so far? Incredible. People I mean, are we, still into this, huh? Not, I not, worry about the American Jewish community. I'll tell you, not only are people still into this, I would say the hesitancy has become from the, the question of, is my money getting there? Is my, right. are my items getting there? Right. And I would say for transparency's sake, you know, everyone should go to our Instagram and follow what we do. I don't care if you follow us, you know, so you see us on a day-to-day basis, but Soldiers Save Lives is on Instagram every time we do something with an Air Force base, with a base, with soldiers, it's there. You know, um, you know, you can you can verify every bit of our donation process. You can see what we do. You can see us at Customs. You can see us at Maman. You can see us on bases. You can see our thank you letters. You know? right. um, but, you know, the, the people here, are, they're not giving up anytime soon, I think. Any soldier that's in Gaza, is their official base in, in front of the Gaza border, or do they actually set up a base in Gaza itself, and that's where they're operating from? So within Gaza, obviously, it's a whole different set of operations, but there is still a complete set of infrastructure surrounding Gaza. Right, like on the border. Yeah, of course. That's, right? where, the whole, that's where the whole setup is, I guess, right? Yeah, you have to ensure that, I mean, the first day, there was a new border of Israel. We talk about that all the time, that, you know, the, the Minister of Defense, Galant, set up this new 80-kilometer border around Gaza, which was around all these settlements, around all these yeshuvim and all these kibbutzes. And that's why he asked everyone to leave. Exactly. And so that's why we couldn't get to David. 
because there was a new border. I mean, we went in, you know, these guys saw everything that day, saw the bodies, saw the people, saw a car in front of them hit by an RPG. I mean, they saw everything that day. They didn't, they didn't have any fear, didn't have any hesitancy. They said, we got to do it. And they went down and tried to say David. And now that has turned, you know, some two months later into an operational zone. Yeah. You know, it's funny. We were uh, discussing over the last few days about how this is a week of miracles. It is Hanukkah after all. And we're all thinking about our idea of soldiers. And we're certainly thinking about the hostages, our brothers and sisters who are being held by the enemy. Um, and, and then people like yourselves come in here, and this has been duplicated and replicated so many times on the air, and your attitude is one of, of victory, resilience, uh, destroying the adversity that might be a challenge. Uh, and, and some of us on this side of the world sometimes get a little bit upset, depressed, and concerned that you know we have brothers and sisters who are going through the torture that some of the others who were released have been describing, and it's it can really get you down. But it doesn't seem like you guys are are getting down from anything. Truth Thanks. be told, the grieving process will come. Right now is not that time for There's us. There's work to be done. There's work to be done. We got a job to do. There's no two ways about it. And if the community takes care of us, you know, and, and that includes somebody cooking for families, somebody cooking for the right. people who are out there, somebody, t you know, doing laundry for soldiers. Like, it's not about the money always. It's not about supporting all this gear and everything. It's about doing what you can. I, you know, we very much believe, you know, do what you can. With that in mind, at some point, the soldiers are going to be going through a pretty rough time as well. Yeah. I mean, mind you, we have friends who say, listen, I'm a masseuse. I, I'm, I'm a physical therapist. What can I do? I say, great. Let me set you up with the base. They go down. They spend eight hours massaging the soldiers, getting them back into shape to go back into combat. I've seen guys come out for one hour, call their mom while they're getting a massage, you know, getting some <laughs> acupuncture, and head back into Gaza. What do you say to Americans who want to come and volunteer and do similar things? Please do. Seriously? You could arrange that? Absolutely, we could. And I think that this goes back to what he was saying before. We're all... Immediately after this happened, all of us were confronted with the reality is 350,000 people went up, okay? I have many friends, family that went up to reservists the second that, you know, this, these attacks occurred. And for people like myself, I mean, I did the army, but I wasn't a combat soldier. Um, our, one of our co-founders, Baruch Habesdorf, also said something similar. We didn't have the necessary skills to immediately jump in and do what we wanted to do, okay? Our friend was dead. And the thing we wanted to do immediately was strike back and to do something back at the people who dealt those, those terrible blows. Um, we asked ourselves, what can we do with our skill set? And I got to tell you, none of us had the skill set to put together an operation that would span you know, the globe and bring in tons of stuff. None of us had this experience. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't plan this. <laughs> but a day later, but, you did. But a day later, we did, because that's, that's just yeah. been the drive that's pushed us. It's, it's not about... It's not about what you can do, it's about, you need to do it. And that's why we opened up a group called Let's Do Something. Because we didn't know what we were going to do, but we said, let's do something. We need to start doing something. So how many people now are part of uh, Soldiers Save Lives? We have 10 full-time staff members. That's, and that's pretty amazing for yeah. a two-month-old no, organization. It's incredible. <laughs> and, and mind you, we started out of Guido and our president's uh, you know, apartment because um, two of his, his roommates had gone to base, and we all slept there. And we all spent 30 minutes a night sleeping. And we took rotations sleeping. We spent 23 and a half hours a day working um, just to get this off the ground. And those people became experts very quickly in every bit of what we do. Yeah. Whether it's acquisitions in Israel, directly funding units, and directly specifically funding Kitot Konanut, you know, the municipal guards, um, or 
becoming a whole logistics operation, moving $20 million of equipment in two months and moving in 300,000 pounds. You know, it's enormous. But there's no, there's no reason that any of us can't do exactly what we, what we set our sights on. We're the Jewish people. We're raised to operate. We know how to do this. Look at our country. We've done much larger things than just, just ship things from A to B. <laughs> this isn't high tech, man. This is easy. Yeah, <laughs> you you remind me of uh, uh, of how some people don't understand exactly where they come from, what abilities mm-hmm. they have. But as you as you say, especially during this week when we're talking about the Makabim and the Chasmonaim, mm-hmm. uh, people who never thought they'd be able to uh, fight a battle and win it went ahead and did just that. Uh, we're speaking with Ike Bodner and David Ghani. What is today's schedule? Where are you going to be today? You're going to be speaking to people in different communities. You're going to be visiting anywhere. What are you doing today? I'll tell you why I'm asking in a moment. We do today. I mean, if we look at our calendar, I can be an exact <laughs> schedule of what we got going on. But, well, uh, what areas are you going to be in geographically? Mm-hmm. We're in the city much today, and we're Meaning in Manhattan. Manhattan. The no. reason I'm asking is because you're in the United States until when? For the next seven to ten days. We might extend if we see the need Because to. I, I want to suggest, and again, you never know with this show, um, there could be a massive response, and there could be people who aren't able to fit it in. But I would love for you guys to be guests in schools and synagogues and organizations and to just let people know about this whole story. I mean, David's story in and of itself is pretty significant. And the fact that this was arranged in his memory, this was arranged as a, as a response to what happened to him is, is pretty remarkable. I'm sure he's looking down with tremendous admiration and thanks uh, to you guys. Uh, and I would assume that if an organization or school wanted to have oh, you guys, you do it in a that. second. So yeah, I'm, I'm appealing to everybody out there. They're here at least the entire week, folks. They're here at least the entire week. They're based in New York City. And it's Ike Bodner and David Ghani who are uh, more than happy to come to your school, your shul, your organization. Uh, they'll tell you the whole story. They'll go through what it's like being in Israel right now. You know how important that is. We're going to be there a week from Wednesday again. And our shows from there are always significant when people understand and feel that they're uh, getting a real connection between Israel and the diaspora. And obviously, in addition to that, hopefully they'll be able to raise money uh, in the synagogue or the school they come to so that they can continue to uh, supply what our soldiers need in Gaza, up north, uh, in on army bases, etc., etc. The needs are endless it seems uh and um everything from basic needs to tactical gear everything yeah we'll cover it's all, it. it's all your purview i mean the largest thing we've done is armored ambulances at one hundred thirty thousand dollars a pop we've bought three or four of them we bought three of them so far so far those are ambulances that that's are, half a million dollars yeah that's half a million yeah. dollars and that's those are ambulances that are going to go into gaza and when a helicopter can't support. land exactly so when we hear about wounded soldiers they need evacuation in, in a house that's being uh, um, that's been attacked. Well, that's, either being attacked or that's being inspected, you know, house to house as the soldiers put themselves in that dangerous situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God forbid someone gets injured, an ambulance like that might come to rescue them. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, this thing has all the suspension you need and all the armor you need. It goes in, gets shot at, make sure it, make sure it gets these people out. Yeah. And obviously it makes the many miles trip back to Israel. It's, yeah. it's going back and forth. I mean, where they are now, the soldiers in Gaza... Well, I don't know. Am I right or wrong? Is it that far from the border or not? It's, it's not that it's far. Not a far it's not that far from the border. No. All right. You know, but, but I will say that not just fundraisers, not just people who, who want to hear our story, um, I would say there's two important parts of our trip. Is One, we, we're here to spread David. David was the best of us. Everybody said, he was my best friend. He was my best friend. No, <laughs> he was the best friend. He was just that guy, yeah. you know, that everybody knew, oh, that's the man. That's David. He didn't speak Lashon Hara. 
We did not speak Lashonara. I wear it on my wrist every day because of him now. It's what his family handed out at his funeral. No Lashonara. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty amazing. No Lashonara. We're not, that's not us anymore. You know, as much as we can influence the world with David's light, David's spirit, that's what we're doing. And when it comes to other organizations, because we know how impactful this community has been, there's an incredible response from a variety of people who had just the same attitude as us. And we're at a scale where we can influence and help these people. I don't want to shut down other organizations. I want them to thrive. I don't want to compete with other organizations. I want to help them. So we've had a huge success over the last five days being here, speaking to other organizations, figuring out their bottlenecks, their problems. So if you're an organization listening, and I'm sure there are many Nachum, speak to us. Get in touch with us so we can help you with your supply chain. We can help you figure out exactly where you can cut costs, how you can work together with other organizations for cheaper prices and get things done in a and much more efficient way. And because of my regular movement to Israel over the last two months, I've met individuals who are doing what you just described very well, but oh, yeah. can use more help oh, yeah. in enhancing what they're doing. Yeah, it's just as an example of that, I mean, we got in touch with an incredible guy named Yakir at Boots for Israel. I mean, they're insane. Oh, yeah, we had them on. Love them. Yeah. Love them. Oh, yeah, he did. He told yeah. us. So one of the examples is he was going to go buy a, a variety of boots, you know, he said, listen, I'm doing it. I'm not wasting time. I'm going to do it. Right. And he was, you know, I think the cost was something like 150 grand. And they've been very successful. They've very raised successful. a lot of money. Yeah. And I think they were going to, they were, you know, they had a deal, a good deal for right. 150 grand. We had the same boots from the manufacturer as a donation. And I said, Yakir, how many do you need? And we just gave them to him. We got the cost of shipping covered by him. And we just were able to extend his dollar. We, we were able to keep them $110,000 in the bank to continue their operation. So I have specific people in mind who I won't mention on the air, and I hope they're tuned in, but uh, they're doing a remarkable job with some of the things that are being shipped over to Israel. But you guys can make their job even easier, and I hope they take advantage of that. Yeah. Best way to get a hold of you is through the website? or Through the website. Uh, Actually, people can just email me, and I'll tell them how to get in touch with you directly. Sure, because sure. Uh, this is too important to start making people go, go through hoops to reach you guys. Yeah. Anybody out there, it's Nahum at NahumSiegel.com. Nahum at NahumSiegel.com. Just email me. I'll put you in touch with Ike and David, and you'll be able to invite them, and you'll be able to get some advice from them if you're in the business of uh, uh, of shipping stuff to Israel and getting uh, essentials and important um, combat gear to Israel as soon as possible. You were born in Israel? No, I was born here in Brooklyn, New York. Really? Yeah. Moved to Israel at what age? Moved to Israel when I was about 12 years old. <laughs> yep. So, was that sixth grade in that uh, area? Yeah, about seventh grade. Is that a there. tough transition, sixth, seventh grade or not? It was somewhat of a tough transition, and that's why, that's, funny enough, uh, Ike and myself, we met. Um, we met in a school called uh, YTA, which is a fully Americanized school. Yeah, uh, we've heard of that, of course. Yeah, so yeah. We, we met there. and uh, Meaning in ninth grade you met there? We met in ninth mm -hmm. grade, yeah, not, not in seventh grade. Um, and you were living in your slime at the time? I was living in Bechemesh, actually, um, which is a little, you know, Kind of close to, to Yerushalayim. Right. Um, and Ike, I believe you were living in... Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Four of our yeah. five co-founders are from there. And we all played yeah. football together. I mean, we all grew up together. We've been doing this for 11 years. You know Yoni Mishan, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just spoke with him, actually. Great. Uh, he, he helped with... Uh, yeah, I would imagine that he knows a lot of guys that can be very helpful when it comes to shipping mm -hmm. and schlepping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know when Nefesh Benefesh lands in Israel, it's usually the football team that comes yeah. to take all the luggage I've had a couple out. days like that, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have seen you there on the sidelines. Um, so one second, so you meet... And, and you're how old when you move to Israel? 11 years old. Also around the same time. Mm-hmm. Old, yeah. Oldest in your family or not? Yes, sir. Oldest to six. Oldest? Right in the middle. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, it, And everyone had an easy, I, mean, I want to say easy, but both of you went through fine adjustments and... 
Yeah, I think uh, I think you know it's a whole different topic, but adjusting to life in Israel—it's uh, not a different topic. This whole war is causing people to think about moving to Israel. Well, that's—it's not <laughs> that's true. That's true. But what I what I mean is no, no, no. what I mean is you know um, I think for us, for me specifically, I think it wasn't until I drafted into the army that I really fully felt like I had like acclimated. Even my, through the entire high school, yeah, because mm-hmm. we went to an American high school and an American community, American sort of, right? We're living right. in a bit of a bubble, you know. Right. But the second we got out of that, then you start to really experience. Was that a well. tough transition? The beginning, of the first month in the army, it was tough. But I can honestly say that, and I'm not sitting here like telling everyone to join the right. army. That's not what I'm here to do. But, I but I can honestly say that, like that experience for me was was life changing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it made me who I am today. Um, I, wow. I think I think that um, for us. Like I said, we didn't have the, I specifically didn't have the necessary skills to go pick up a gun and go in and, and start fighting. But I do, I do feel confident that anyone who wants to help can. It's just a matter of putting your mind to it. Did it take you also the entire high school to make that adjustment or not? I think that it's very hard to acclimate properly to the Israeli society. It's a very... It takes one. years. It's, it's not just taking years. It's, you're, I don't think out of my entire 14 or 15 years being there, I've done it. I've made wow. my own version of it, which has been incredible because it's brought me to people that are so clear to me and so deeply recognize who I am because you can't hide who you are when you stick out like a sore thumb in a country like that. Um, and they know, they know me. And that's why we go. That's why when David says to me, we got to do something, we got to do something. That's why when Bucky calls me at 1am and says, I got to get a lot on the phone. I get a lot on the phone, wow. you know, and we, we work that way just because of it. But it's a, it's a hard transition, man. I will say that the army has been, the greatest, not just experience in my life and being in the Air Force and all, all that has been a blessing. It really has been a bracha. But it's been the greatest, you know, growth factor in my life. But I, there is a, there's a lot of people who, who you know, say, I'm going to go to the Army, but you don't speak Hebrew. I'm going to go to the Army, but I don't really want to touch a gun. And that's fine. There's a lot of opportunity right. out there. but A lot of work to be done. Yeah, but if you look at this war, it's an, it, economics play a part. People having money, people being part of this economic front, Right. Is just as much important as those going out and making sure that the logistics happen. All right. Well, people like yourselves are lucky because the majority, I believe, of philanthropic money right now in the United States is going to causes like yours, thank God. Yeah. People have come up to, to that realization at I this point. I will say, just going back to what we were sure. talking about, about acclimating, we, like you said, we didn't exactly acclimate right away, but in a way that was a blessing mm-hmm. because when all of this happened, we were positioned in a way where we had one foot here, one foot right. there. And that kind of allowed us to put this kind of international endeavor together so quickly because we were able to talk to people on the ground here mm-hmm. in America. And we were able to talk to people and we knew the players involved in Israel and we were able to kind of make that connection. The most important, I mean, I should I shouldn't say the most important, some of the important people in the establishment of the state of Israel were those who had connections mm-hmm. in the U.S. and knew the, the, the crowd, the political crowd in Israel as well. And, of course, uh, the reason why that was significant is obvious. Uh, I thank both of you very, very much. And I hope everybody out there goes to the website. Um, The more money you give, the more they could do. Simple as that. Soldierssavelives.org. Soldierssavelives.org. I'm highly recommending that while they're here during this week, you bring Ike and David to your school, your synagogue, and not just to raise money, which I hope you will help with, but in addition, let let the students meet them. And, uh, and and see what uh, what um, a a real important reaction is uh, to what the enemy did back on October seventh on Simchat Torah. So please, please take advantage. Nachum at nachumsegel feel free to get in touch directly with me. 
I'll put you in touch with them. And certainly, if you haven't yet given to a good cause yet this morning, do so right now. SoldiersSaveLives.org. SoldiersSaveLives.org. And the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. And I'm sure both of you agree with that. No doubt about that. I know. It's amazing. Uh, but, but you've lived the dream already, so you know it firsthand. What can I tell you? Mm-hmm. Uh, what a delight to meet both of you. I Thanks for having us on. I have, I'm, I'm very glad I have had you on. I, uh, I regret that it's under these circumstances, frankly, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what can I say? I have a feeling if uh, David Newman was sitting in front of us, he'd be saying, guys, keep going, keep raising money, keep sending stuff to Israel, make Israel and its army as strong as possible. Yeah, very true. Yeah. yeah. Call like a vote to both of you. Ike Bodner and David Ghani on a uh, Monday morning broadcast at JMM on this fourth day of Hanukkah. Again, soldierssavelives.org. They're here for a week. Bring them to your school, to your shul. Help them raise money and support a great cause. All you got to do is get in touch with us, and we'll get you in touch with them. More coming up. It's Monday at JM in the AM. I've been praying with my song through this night, it's been too long, but somehow there'll be light at the end. Through the alleys in the dark and the shadows of my heart, waiting for the fire to descend. Shining bright, shining bright, feel the light and embrace your soul. Shining bright, shining bright, feel the light come and make you whole. Uva Hashem esh v'itoher, v'itoher Uva Hashem esh v'itoher, v'itoher In the light, in the light, in the light of the sun we shine Stay away, stay away, stay away from the darkness of night Trying to stay pure in this harsh and crazy world But it ain't always easy to achieve But with a new day just begun And the rising of the sun Radiating lights guiding me Shining bright, shining bright Feel the light, embrace your soul Shining bright, shining bright Feel the light come and make you whole Uva Hashem esh Oh,
ever told, tiniest of nations, casting light into the dark, empires have risen, empires they fall, they wield their mind against us but we move on through it all, a lighthouse in the storm, a candle in the
Circle with my friends, it's a ritual. One day I was lost and solving them puzzles. Stuck in the mud and stepping in puddles. My team picked me up when we got in a huddle. And my team is all y'all. The only thing that we can do is be kind. Talking and laughing and bonding combined. I'll be your friend and you can be mine. Hit the button, rewind. Now I sit back and I think about time. Remembering all the mountains I've climbed. Feel like a hawk cause I'm soaring and flying. Now look at me shine. When darkness surrounds you, no need to submit. Though it may seem heavy, you need just a bit of light from your friends to make the darkness play. Guess what? Guess what? It's gonna get lit. We may have our troubles, but we never quit. When we get together, the pieces all fit. Our music's legit, so it's gotta be a hit. Guess what? Guess what? JM in the AM. SoldiersSaveLives.org. What a morning with two great individuals, Ike and David. What a morning. Give what you can. And if you are if you are um, the rabbi of a shul or the principal of a school and you want some incredible guests in the New York, New Jersey area to visit. Yeah, yeah. I, I obviously for, to fundraise as well. I would hope that uh, that you would help them with the fundraising if you'd bring them to your school or your school. Uh, ask these two two gentlemen to uh, join you and to come visit. 
and to tell their story and to um, tell people how they can help. Just amazing, frankly. Glad we were able to feature them here on a uh, Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. Um, anyway. Arye Kunstler had In the Light, the Maccabees with We're Still Here, Rogers Park, and Get Lit, and you're listening to JM in the AM here on a um, Monday morning broadcast. We'll close things out on this Monday. Oh, by the way, if you don't receive our daily thread and or our weekly newsletter, just write to Avrami, AF at NahumSiegel.com. Also keep in mind that... Um, Rabbi Benji Kramer is coming up next with a brand new Meir Me Lim. That's right, a brand new Meir Me Lim, Rabbi Benji Kramer at 9 o'clock Eastern time right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Ooh, 
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSigl.com, on the NachumSigl Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JM and the AM. Happy Chanukah, Chag Urim Sameach, Afrelech and Chanukah to everybody. My thank you to uh, Soldiers Save Lives. Go to soldierssavelives.org for all the information. Uh, my thanks to all of you for tuning in. If you're off today, enjoy the day off. A lot of people off from work and, and off from school for this Monday of Chanukah. Enjoy it. Don't forget every single donation this week during Hanukkah at fjbunity.org. Every single donation, fjbunity.org, is doubled. That's why we need you to be as generous as possible. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Have a fabulous Monday, right? Benji Kramer is next with Meir Me Lim. Chanukah Sameach. Till tomorrow, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.